welcome to Immigration Review, your weekly source for immigration case law updates and insights. I'm your host, Kevin A. Gregg, back again to review the week's presidential immigration cases, rummaging through the decisions so you don't have to. This podcast is sponsored by Kurzban, Kurzban, Tetzeli, and Pratt, also known as KKTP, a law firm where I'm also a partner. Whether you are facing an immigration obstacle, a serious injury, or a legal issue in your business, KKTP will aggressively protect your best interests. This podcast is also sponsored by DocketWise, an all-in-one immigration forms and case management solution trusted by thousands of immigration lawyers across the U.S. I really like DocketWise. It makes immigration applications easy by allowing the clients to provide information through simple online questionnaires that are shareable by text or email and available in multiple languages. Not only that, DocketWise provides a comprehensive group of case management features, including invoicing and calendaring, secure messaging, task management, and a lot more. You can learn all about DocketWise and receive a 10% discount on your subscription by heading to docketwise.com immigration review so they know we sent you. And as always, this show does not constitute legal advice and has no bias other than to keep you up to date and to enable you, my dear colleagues, to excel in court. So, without further ado, let's start the review. It is an exceptionally short week of cases. We only have one, and it's from the Fifth Circuit. Strap in for October. I have a feeling it's going to be a doozy. But it's all good because it's also the perfect time to do another patron shout-out to recognize all the awesome individuals who are helping me create this podcast for you. The podcast welcomes new patron Ninad Milosevic, along with longer-time patrons Brianna Carey, Derek Upchurch, Yuna E. Scott, Lorraine Marte, Susan Gregg, Michelle M. Marty Rivera, Pablo Rodriguez, Dave Burton, and Fola Alabunmi. Your names are also now forever etched into history in the episode show notes, by the way. I thank you all dearly. As always, if you'd like to join the ranks of these wonderful people, go to www.patreon.com forward slash immigration review, or click on the link in the show notes. And now, here's your one case. Our one case is Kumar v. Garland, published by the Fifth Circuit on, if you remember, the 21st of September. This case is about persecution and exhaustion. Mr. Kumar is from India, entered the United States without authorization in 2019, and he passed his credible fear interview. Today, that might mean that an asylum officer would adjudicate and perhaps grant his asylum application, but in 2019, that meant that USCIS placed him in removal proceedings for him to pursue his asylum application before an immigration judge in adversarial proceedings. And it looks like ICE decided to detain Mr. Kumar in immigration prison throughout the entire time. Quote, the immigration judge scheduled Mr. Kumar's merits hearing for July 23, 2019, but the hearing was continued because Mr. Kumar was in the hospital due to the physical effects of his participation in a hunger strike, end quote. At the rescheduled individual hearing, Mr. Kumar, without an attorney, requested 20 days to obtain evidence to support his claim. The IJ denied the request and proceeded with the individual hearing. 
Mr. Kumar testified that he feared the ruling BJP party in India. Specifically, he discussed how he was physically attacked by BJP party operatives due to his work with the Indian National Lakdal Party, or INDP, and his refusal to sell drugs for the BJP party members. Police refused to accept a report of the incident when his uncle tried to file it for him and threatened to arrest Mr. Kumar instead. After another attack and death threat, Mr. Kumar went to go live with his uncle and then fled to the U.S. shortly thereafter. The IJ didn't believe any of it and made an adverse credibility finding. The BIA affirmed and denied Mr. Kumar's motion for remand for submission of new corroborating evidence. To the Fifth Circuit we go. First, as so often occurs in the Fifth Circuit, the court discussed its unique and at times onerous exhaustion requirements. While exhaustion seems to get more and more difficult month to month in the Fifth Circuit, the court was at least quite clear about its standard in this case. Quote, If the petitioner's claim alleges some new defect that the BIA never had a chance to consider because it is based on a wholly new ground for relief that arises only as a consequence of the BIA's error, the law requires the petitioner to present the claim to the BIA in a motion for reconsideration before seeking this court's review. End quote. So, if you are in the Fifth Circuit and you believe the BIA messed up, in many circumstances, the Fifth Circuit will require you to file a motion to reconsider with the BIA, alerting the BIA of its mistake before you can challenge the BIA's decision in the Fifth Circuit. It seems Mr. Kumar actually did that with many of his arguments, but not all of them. And the Fifth Circuit didn't address credibility at all because it appears the IJ and the BIA alternatively assumed Mr. Kumar credible and then denied his application for asylum and related relief on the merits. The Fifth Circuit ultimately affirmed that denial, and it only needs one reason to dismiss a petition for review. For example, the court agreed that the past harm Mr. Kumar suffered wasn't severe enough to constitute past persecution. Or that is to say, it refused to consider Mr. Kumar's argument that the BIA failed to consider the cumulative effect of all harms together, as the BIA is supposed to do, and that the BIA applied the wrong Fifth Circuit case law. Because the Fifth Circuit here believed Mr. Kumar hadn't given the BIA an opportunity to address these arguments. The Fifth Circuit wanted Mr. Kumar to file a motion to reconsider with the BIA, explaining all the ways that the BIA messed up, so the Fifth Circuit could then review whether the BIA messed up. This despite the fact that Mr. Kumar very much challenged the past persecution finding before the BIA, and if Mr. Kumar is correct, the BIA committed legal errors in its analysis. Quite the exhaustion requirements in the Fifth Circuit. On the issues the Fifth Circuit would review because it believed them properly exhausted, it agreed with the BIA that, quote, the two beatings and subsequent injuries he suffered do not compel a contrary conclusion that the harm endured amounts to persecution, end quote. A bit of a contrast to decisions from other circuits discussed in recent weeks. And for similar reasons, the Fifth Circuit upheld the denial of Convention Against Torture Protection. Honestly, in my opinion, and just kind of reading the tea leaves, unwritten in the Fifth Circuit and BIA's decisions may be the fact that no one truly believes Mr. Kumar's story. I don't know. Also, even though the BJP is the political party in power in India, quote, the evidence Mr. Kumar presented shows only the BJP, not the Indian government itself, supported or sponsored the attacks against Mr. Kumar. 
Thus, it was reasonable for the BIA to conclude that the BJP's significant influence did not transform it into the Indian government. End quote. Again, pretty different from other decisions discussed from other circuits in recent weeks on India itself. Next, the Fifth Circuit disagreed with Mr. Kumar's argument that the BIA had committed due process violations. And that's because in order to even potentially succeed in the Fifth Circuit, the non-citizen must, quote, make a prima facie showing that the alleged violation affected the outcome of the proceedings, end quote. To continue on with a bit of a theme from this decision, that seems like a bit of a higher standard than the one discussed last week in that Third Circuit decision. Mr. Kumar couldn't meet that standard according to the court. For example, apparently the IJ based the adverse credibility finding on a mix-up between Mr. Kumar's father and his uncle, who apparently have the same name. Seems like the IJ committed an error there. But, as the BIA and the Fifth Circuit and the IJ in the alternative assumed Mr. Kumar credible, the Fifth Circuit said no harm, no foul. As to the IJ not telling Mr. Kumar that he could get a medical evaluation to corroborate his past persecution claim while in immigration detention, the Fifth Circuit held that an IJ's duty with pro se asylum seekers doesn't go that far. The Fifth Circuit also saw nothing wrong with the denial of a continuance in this case. And for similar reasons, the court saw no reason for the BIA to remand for submission of new evidence, even if, as it appears, Mr. Kumar finally has attorneys who made a lot of good arguments. A bit more going on in the decision, but those are the important parts of the Fifth Circuit's dismissal and denial. To me, the biggest takeaway from this decision is that exhaustion is getting exhausting in the Fifth Circuit. Use this decision as a conservative guide and do what it says to make sure that your claims survive oil's procedural challenges. And that is Kumar V. Garland. <laughs> So there you have it. You're all caught up with the past week's published immigration cases. I'm Kevin A. Gregg, a partner with the law firm Kurzban, Kurzban, Tetzeli, and Pratt, and this has been another episode of Immigration Review. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please share it with a friend and rate and review us. Each review helps new listeners find the show. And of course, subscribe to Immigration Review wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what we do and want to become a patron of the show, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash immigration review, or click on the link in the show notes. And if you're interested in an official immigration review CLE certificate for five credit hours, email me at kgreg at kktplaw.com with your full name and the episode numbers for the 10 shows you've listened to. Also, feel free to email me with questions, comments, or anything at all. And follow the show on Instagram and Facebook, at Immigration Review. And send us a tweet, at ImReview. That's I-M-M Review. I'll be back next Monday for a brand new discussion. Until then, I'm Kevin A. Gregg, bringing you the Immigration Review. Thank you.